and the market comes through and the market says, you know what, we're actually going to be changing a lot. And so now you could get investment for over 5% if you're a, a financial institution. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey, can you do me a favor? I really want to help you with trading. And the easiest way for me to do that is by heading to secretinvestingbook.com to get my book, The Secret Investing Book, totally free. All you're doing is covering the shipping price. I will send you this book that exposes 13 virtually unknown secrets to take the guesswork out of trading. So grab your copy now at secretinvestingbook.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and watch all of our past episodes. Welcome back in. I'm William Howard. And for more, let's bring in Chris Yule from 10minutetrading.com. Chris, great to see you. Hey, William. Thanks for having me. I want to begin with America's first Republic Bank. Uh, There are now reports it's actively considering a financial lifeline. How significant is this move? Well, I think what we're seeing here, not just at First Republic Bank, but across the banking industry is really systemic. And it's been going on for years. In fact, uh, I do a lot of consulting with financial institutions and I've been warning them for at least two years at this point that this could be on the horizon. Basically, William, what they all did, and I mean, nearly all institutions out there were chasing yield over the last couple of years when there really wasn't any to be had. Think, for example, if you were going to get a 30-year mortgage it may have only been um, 300 basis points, so 3.0%. And they were taking that ideal and they were taking it to the investment market. So they were getting 15, 20, 25, and 30-year mortgage-backed securities, MBSs. And in that regard, by doing so, they were capturing higher yield at the time, give or take 3%. And now the market has changed so dramatically. Now we're looking at two-year yields on two-year treasury treasury notes that were over 5% as early as last week. So William, what they've done is they've put themselves in a corner. They've said, you know what? We want to hold on to this asset for the next 15, 20, 30 years at 3%. And the market comes through and the market says, you know what? We're actually going to be changing a lot. And so now you could get investment for over 5% if you're a, a financial institution. So the difference really is there a liquidity issue when it comes to the customers. So whenever they're looking to uh, have the run on the banks that we've been seeing recently in Silicon Valley Bank, as well as First Republic Bank, The issue comes in the fact that in order to liquidate those securities, right, that we're earning about 3% interest, now nobody wants those, William. If somebody wants to get out of something and and nobody wants to buy it, the only thing you can do is lower the price. So they're having to take these massive write-downs, and I'm talking 30, 40, potentially 50% or more 
in order to cash those out and fulfill those uh, depositor obligations. Now, when they do, William, for every dollar that you invested into the bank, mm. you're only going to get potentially 50 cents back if that comes to fruition. That's not a good place to be. No. That's exactly what we're seeing across the entire industry all at once. No, not a good place to be at all. Now, Chris, some people are saying that these big banks stepping in to help First Republic is a good sign of the economy and the banking sector. What do you make of those comments? I think right now we're looking at an industry that is incredibly fearful because they don't want to see a repeat of what happened in 2008, 2009. So they're doing everything they possibly can to, to stop, the, stop the bleeding, I guess you could say. And in my opinion, I think that this may be enough, right? All we've got to do is just press this hurdle. Once people have their faith restored in the banks, I don't think we're going to have an issue anymore. But if the, uh, if the cycle continues, if the media keeps pushing this, if people keep running on the bank because of that, we could see a lot more liquidity issues pop up and that would result in more banks having to take more bailouts and also more banks failing at the same time. Chris, these bigger banks like JP Morgan, Bank of America are essentially backed by their respective federal governments, the US federal government. So at this uncertain time, do you think consumers should be ditching the smaller players? That's a good question. Um, I personally bank at a small regional bank. And at this point, I'm not really concerned about that. I mean, we have different things going on here in the States. We have FDIC insurance, which covers up to $250,000 of depositor funds. But interestingly enough, uh, I actually saw a post that uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank is claiming themselves to be the most safest bank in the country because, hey, we basically got bailed out. So any funds that you put here, the government's going to take care of it if it's over 250000 So come on and bank with us even more. So I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know if that'll uh, hold water in, uh, in the face of real regulation or real panic. Uh, but I did think that that was pretty funny. So at this point, I don't think that people need to be too concerned. Because like I say, they're doing everything they can uh, as far as the, uh, everybody at the White House, everybody in the financial industry, um, everybody at your local bank as well are doing everything they can to make sure that that does not happen. Exactly. It's in everyone's best interest that these institutions stay afloat. Chris Yule, thank you so much for breaking down the details for us today. Thanks for having me. Hey, don't forget to grab your free secret investing book over at secretinvestingbook.com while it's still available.